This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. <laughs> How are we? How are we? Post Vanderpump Rules finale. I haven't watched it yet, but if you stayed up late last night to watch all the tea spilleth over to watch Ariana Maddox on Watch What Happens Live. You know, I record this on Wednesday afternoon, so I'm still on like that anxious high, you know, getting ready to watch it. I know I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, but before we get into it, because the one and only Greg Grippo is here, I didn't realize that I scheduled Greg on the same week as the Vanderpump Rules finale, which like had me feeling bad because I want him to come on and have his moment, which he still is going to have his moment. Um, but a little housekeeping before we get to Greg, because I love you truly in my heart of hearts, bonus podcast episode coming out on Friday, recapping the Vanderpump Rules finale and Ariana on Watch What Happens Live and any other mayhem that happens between this very moment and Friday at midnight. So essentially, we're going to do the regular episode today, although um, because my lovely producer is agreeing to work overtime with me this week, uh, we're just going to keep it keep it cute today. Only Greg for our deep dive. And then, like I said, on Friday, we will do a bonus podcast episode. So don't miss it. Come back. Two episodes of MPT in one week. It really does feel like Christmas, doesn't it? We get the finale, we get Ariana, and we get two MPTs. Also, if you are on the Patreon page, normally, you know, we have Extra Pop on Monday. We have a Bachelor Brain Dump on Friday. Because I'm doing two regular MPT episodes this week, we're going to go ahead and skip the Bachelor Brain Dump, but we will be back and better than ever on Monday. I know there's still some things to talk about, so let's briefly talk about them. We had Roni news this week when it comes to the reboot, when it comes to the ultimate girls trip. There's a rumor that Kim Kardashian is dating Tom Brady. That's on Extra Pop right now. The link to the Patreon is in the show notes below. So if you want to catch up on all that news, it's very easy to do. So you just click the little link. Let's talk quickly about Luke and Tasha. Luke LeBranson and Tasha Adams were spotted at Tiffany's. I heard on the third floor, which is notorious for being engagement ring and wedding band floor. I don't know. It's a new Tiffany's in New York City. If you're from New York and you can attest to this, let me know if it's true. Are they looking at engagement rings? I don't know. I find it very annoying that Lindsay Hubbard can't post a photo of the two of them on Easter, but they're just out and about. At Tiffany's, you know, and also uh, you didn't hear it here, except you did hear it here. I do know that Luke and Tasha are going on a little bit of a romantic getaway soon, maybe to uh, Italy. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he'll propose there. Who knows? I wouldn't necessarily hate it. I mean, we we really not not too invested because they've been so private about it. But I just think that is so odd that they don't that. One of them doesn't want a picture of them on Easter, but they're going to go to Tiffany's, the third floor. Anyways, speaking of Summer House, it has ruined me, you guys. It has sucked the life and love and joy right out of my heart like a vacuum cleaner. Summer should be fun. It's not fun. I literally, it's like I so badly didn't want to talk about Summer House this week. That I I posted a clip from the podcast last week 
instead because I'm over it. I'm over it. It's so just, but I, what I will say, and you know, if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's stick up for Lindsay Hubbard. I don't care. You don't like it. I don't care. Carl comes back into the house, puts the t-shirt over the camera. She's like, no, babe, we are here to make a reality TV show. And you and I are going to be on camera storming out of this house, whether you like it or not. She takes the game very seriously. She takes her job very seriously. And that's what I say about that. Watch Martha's Vineyard, a breath of fresh air when it comes to Summer House. And I know that it's really hard for new shows to really get off the ground, especially like when you have Summer House, Martha's Vineyard competing in the same time slot as like a succession, right? That has everybody just gagged. Summer House Martha's Vineyard is not getting the love that it deserves. I always wait three episodes before doing like an official review, but we're two episodes in and I'm telling you, it's great. Give it a try. If you if you long for the old Summer House where they're out, they're having fun, but there's still like little bit pieces of drama here and there, but it's still like intriguing drama. Martha's Vineyard is for you and we want to secure a second season, okay? That was all my cliff notes of things that I wanted to discuss for the day. Before we get to the one and only, an MPT exclusive deep dive with Bachelor Nation fan favorite, Bachelor Nation villain. It depends who you ask. Welcome, Greg Grippo. Maybe the most famous person to come on MPT. Welcome, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Greg? I'm doing well. How's it going? Good. Did you ever think that when you became part of Bachelor Nation that you would also be referred to as Meryl Streep? No, I got to admit, though, I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> you should put it in your Instagram bio. Like no, Greg really Grippo. AKA. <laughs> no, I really should. Um, no, I mean, she's like an incredible actress. So <laughs> I love to be known for it. <laughs> well, Greg, how are you? What's new? Let's just catch up for a second. Um, not too much um, has changed in like the last six months. Um, just me and Victoria have been in Nashville. Um, I just been hanging out at my uh, family's house in Jersey uh, for Mother's Day. I have like a niece and nephew, their birthdays were this week. So I've just been hanging out in Jersey and yeah, I haven't, haven't seen like my friends in a while, like Andrew and Justin, they've been out in uh, LA. So honestly, like nothing's crazy has changed in my life. Let me ask you probably the most important question of this interview. Mm -hmm. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? Are you up on the Scandaval? Um... A little bit. Victoria loves that show to death. So I just started watching um, about a month and a half ago. But then when I started following you, I see that you um, post about it. It is nuts what's going on. It's, it's the insane. craziest thing. And of course, uh, tonight, because we're recording this on Wednesday, is like the Super Bowl for Bravo fans, right? It's the finale. It's when the whole entire cast finds out about... Oh, this is when it goes down? Yes. Oh, God. Tonight. I, so clear your schedule because yeah. you're watching Bravo. I, I feel like everybody in the world is talking about this. It's wild how they were have been doing interviews about this um, whole shit. Like, I mean, it's gotten me into it. I feel like it's like they're genius, like a marketing like genius of the show for like letting them do these interviews because it's gotten me to be like, holy shit, what actually happens? Yeah. Not only that, and it's just been... It's just the wildest thing because it's 10 years in the making. I mean, I know you said that you just started watching it, yeah. but literally like if you, cause you know, let's just be real. Some people out there would put you in the villain category. Mm -hmm. Some people would put Victoria in the villain category. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I think other people, like I put you guys in the fan favorite category. So it depends really on who you ask, mm -hmm. but these people like, the way that they have become villains does not hold a candle to like any bachelor nation villain. And I can just imagine the torment that they're going, but it's like, also if you're going to do an outrageous thing, like James Kennedy said, and cheat on somebody of 10 years with a, with a co-star, like you have to expect people to be outraged. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, I also, 
I li- I'm not joking you. I'm not a big TV person. I mean, she's got me into like watching shows. Like without her, I never watched TV unless it was like sports or like watching basketball or football. I was never a TV person. Um, but that's wild that they've been like filmed for the last 10 years, like the damn Kardashians one <laughs> and like, two. I mean, yeah, what went down is obviously crazy. I mean, I just, it it sucks, especially being in like Victorianized position, like of like receiving hate and being on yeah. that. You can only imagine what these people mm. are going through right now. I know, yeah. I know. It's really, really tough. That's why I I'm interested to see how this all plays out, and of course the reunion. But we will table the Vanderpump Rules talk because it's going to be all over the place yeah. uh, for the rest of the week. But I really like to start with my Bachelor Nation guests. Just give us a refresher of how you ended up on the show. Did you apply or did you get recruited? Um, gosh, my story dates back a long time ago. Um, I was in acting school at the time. I think I was 23 years old and I received my first call to be on the show. Um, and I was dating someone. They were out in L.A. and they just moved to L.A. and I received an L.A. phone number um calling my phone and like i was in the middle of classes so i took the call i was like hello and they were like hey this is so and so from the bachelor can i speak to greg i was like i hung up the phone i thought it was (laughs) my friends pranking me um and then i was like oh wait this could be a test she's testing me girlfriend yeah we know we were in like the beginning stages of talking so i was like she's testing me to see if like (laughs) i'm like for real and they kept on calling and calling and, and like I was like, who is this? And they were like, um, so-and-so from The Bachelor. Like, we would like you to, like, submit, like, like a form for us. Um, and it was for Becca Kufrin season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up just, like, I was so young. And I was like, I remember saying to them, I was like, to be honest with you guys, um, I still have, like, the email and everything. And I was like, to be honest with you guys, like, I'm just, like, way too young for this type of thing. I'm not looking to get married at all. So like, I'm not doing this. Um, they were like, all right, like we respect it. And then they just kept on calling me year after year. Um, and then until, uh, Claire season, um, I was casted for it. Um, I was flown out. I was getting ready for like night one and then COVID hit and like the whole entire world shut down. Mm -hmm. Like we were, we were released. So it was weird. So like they flew us all back home and like, the cast pictures got leaked and everything. And Mm -hmm. then like, I just remember like following it and like all these people were following me. I was like, what the is going on? Um, (laughs) It was a bizarre time. Um, I really didn't know if like I was going to do the show or like go back on. And then they called me in June or July. I forget exactly which day they called me. It was in summer though, when they're about to like refilm, they asked me if I wanted to come back out. And I was like, to be honest with you, like uh, I don't, think that her and I are going to mesh and Mm. I feel like I'm just going to be like wasting my time out there. Um, and like, I don't want to like waste your guys time either. Like, I just like, don't feel like I'm really into this right now. And they were like, all right, we respect that. And then they called six months later and it was like, it was such weird timing. My mom was like, it it was, it was so weird. Um, it was on the date of my dad's like anniversary of when he passed, it was December 30th. And my mom also had, a call with a medium like these psychics to like, mm-hmm. you know, get in touch with people. And I scheduled it for my mom. It was like this like famous medium. And they call me that night about an hour before she was on like the phone with like the medium. And like, they call me and they're telling me how it's going to be like a girl. I like, I would really like, and I'm like, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know about this again. And this is like three or four years in the making. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if like I can continue talking to you guys. Today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin, and if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer 
Say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show. Support your girl. Tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. Um, and the person who called me, um, the, the medium at the end was on the phone with my mom the next hour. And she was like, and for your son, like, um, you know, you're, they're showing me like this name and then they named the producer that called me and it was the weirdest thing. I was like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, so I ended up doing it. I mean, I was completely single and they were like telling me, they were vouching for me. how it's going to be somebody I really like. So I was like, you know what, you know what, screw it. I didn't have anything else going on. I was single in New York city working my nine to five and I was completely up for it at that point. But you still, Katie's season was like a COVID season still, right? What was, what was that like? Were you secluded the whole time from people? Like, because honestly, COVID for me, I suppressed like 99.9% of my memories. I don't remember anything that Mm -hmm. happened during COVID, but you obviously have this life changing, you know, life event. What would you say? I don't know if there's anything that would be surprising, but like, what was the day to day with the COVID protocols while you were, you know, filming? I think we got tested every two or three days. Um, I mean, they would stick that Q-tip. <laughs> uh, nose we all remember. Wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was like a nice escape from the world. Yeah. Honestly. No phones. We didn't see what was going on with the news. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like I was bonding with like all the guys, Andrew and I became best friends in the house, you know, like, it, it was it was a really great escape from everything that was going on. Um, you know, it it sucked not knowing what was going on in the world, but I mean, I mean, they would keep us up to date if anything like serious happened. But right. it was they they did a good job of like you know keeping us entertained in the house. Yeah, I mean, if there's if you're gonna be like on lockdown because we all yeah. were on lockdown, you might as well yeah. be on lockdown. You know, shooting one of the most well known <laughs> uh, dating <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you say that uh, you walked away from Katie's season with a true love in your bromance with Andrew? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's interesting because I remember, and I tell him this in person when I first met him on night one, I was like this guy um he was like <laughs> he was like speaking in like a british accent and i was like are you from england and he was like no and i was like okay, <laughs> like, okay. but then the next day rolled over um and they all thought i was like this goofy ass dude which i am which whatever some people also agree with that. i don't care uh but the next day rolls over and we're like talking it was like andrew i and hunter and me and Andrew, like, I don't know what it was, but like, it's almost like we've like known each other for like years at this point, because like, we just started looking at each other. It was like best, two best friends in a class, like looking at each other with like the sub and we just started cracking <laughs> the hell up to the point where like the producers were like getting pissed, like trying to get us to talk about Katie and me and <laughs> were continuing to just like ball out crying, laughing. And the cameramen were like, just like, crying, laughing. It was such a good start. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't want to spend like too, too much time on Katie season because yeah. it feels like it was ages ago and it was ages yeah. ago, yeah. but there are certain things that, you know, there's just question marks around. Like I have a question about when, when you guys were getting down to the end and there's that scene, I think you go out on the balcony and you see like Katie and Blake playing hockey. Do you remember yeah. that moment? Who told you to go out there? Um, nobody told me to go out there. I'm not kidding. Are you lying? I swear on everything. Like it was a mistake. Um, and like, I know that they have to like film certain things, but like, they're like supposed to be like filming me, like do like your B roll type thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I put on shoes cause like I was going to go golfing with one of the producers. And like, as I, as I'm like looking outside to like, look where like our setup was, nobody tells me to go outside either. Like I'm chilling. And, like, I try to, like, go see, like, where we're going to play. And it was, like, in this, like, beautiful place in the mountains. It was a gorgeous area. And as I see that, I see, like, them pulling up. And, like, they were trying to get me to come back inside. And, like, I was so, like, I need to see this. And they just started filming it, I guess. Wow. That kind of feels like almost the opposite of what we hear, you know, from other 
Bachelor Nation members where they try to get a reaction out of you, especially on camera. So to hear the fact that they were actually trying to get you to go back inside yeah. is like different from what we've heard. Yeah, no, they, I, I th- I'm sorry. Do you hear my dog snoring? No. Okay, <laughs> um, um, no, I, I think that I'm not going to lie to you. I think that they were truly worried about how I would react. Um, Cause I mean, I don't even think I ever said this, but like I legit had like a panic attack. I want to say like midway through the season. Um, it was just like such like a bizarre like type of setting for me. And I don't think that I, I, I truly believe that they like really didn't want me to see that. Hmm. Um, I, I think that they knew like how much it would like shatter me. And I think that they were scared of me spiraling. Hmm. And I don't know if they wanted me to spiral, but I did. And that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> when would you say, if you don't mind, you know, talking about that experience more, when would you say you had that panic attack moment? Was was it when there was still a lot of guys around? Um, yeah. Yeah. There was like, I want to say like 12 good, like 10 to 12 hmm. people left. Um, there was like, I mean, we only see so much that happens, right. Right? right? And I just like remember like something so small happened in the house, like, somebody ate so-and-so's food or something. And like one of us like said like a snarky comment behind the back. And like, it was just like the dumbest like little <laughs> argument. Like, I mean, they had to get anything at this point because like we were all like buddies at this point. So yeah, all of a sudden I remember like all of us talking like outside and it was like, it was like this like little intimate talk. And all of a sudden like five cameramen started rushing over and like it was like all on our face and i just like remember like having like this like weird experience being like Holy f- where am i yeah like, this is just like bizarre right now i was like i don't like this i remember just like walking away and like i was just like i was freaked out i was spooked i don't know yeah it, it, it was just it was just like a spooky time i was still getting used to it yeah and, like i just i just didn't love that in that moment did you contemplate whether or not this was the right setting for you i mean it definitely came to my mind. Like, I was like, I don't know if like, I'm mentally like, like, okay with like doing this right now. I mean, like, especially after the season, I mean, everything that came to the forefront, I was just like, I have so much to like, still like work on with myself. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been like away from like my family and like mm-hmm. my friends for that long. And like, it, it was like in the midst of like such an extreme time with COVID and I remember like one of my, my grandma was like extremely sick at the time. I, I just remember everything at once was just like, I felt like I bottled everything and like something so small just like made me kind of just like, I just, I remember I was like crying in my room and I, I was just like, just like not feeling like safe at all. Um, and like, it was weird too, because like at the time, like you're really starting to like, like, like the person that's mm-hmm. there. Like I was really starting to like Katie and on top of like me feeling all these things, like, you know, she's coming in, walking in, like, she's like grabbing one of our good friends to go on a date. And we're all like, like, oh my God, I like, want to, like, <laughs> like scream right now. It was just a bizarre like experience. It's you a know? pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I think even that little story gives more context behind, you know, how that ended for you, you know, mm. that conversation between you and Katie, were you like a hundred percent positive that you were not going to walk away with her when you had that one-on-one talk going into that conversation where you tell her that you're going to leave? I didn't, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know I was going to say I was going to leave. Like mm. I was, I remember being like really, really hurt. Um, and you know, being in like a room for I don't know it was like going on like 48 hours at the time like alone and like your thoughts also didn't do me like any justice right um and so I really didn't know what I was going to get out of that talk honestly um I I I wanted her to see obviously like how hurt I was and like try to communicate the best way possible I just I wasn't in a good place to do that um but I I my gut was telling me that she was going to be with Blake and like I believe that she's also said that I've been tagged in like things like from like, she went on the game of roses podcast and said it was going to be Blake. So like, I I just like had that gut feeling. Um, I didn't do it the right way, obviously, but like my gut was just like telling me like, I should just like distance myself from like the experience. 
Interesting. Was there any part of you that, you know, had this gut feeling and thought, I don't want, if, if it's not going to be, I don't want to sit through another rose ceremony. Like I'd rather just go deal away with all that, you know, BS that is the bullet points of the show and just have a real conversation with me, Katie, you know, I'm speaking as you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we don't have to go through the formalities. Was that a thought in your that, head? I think that was like my main reason for it. Like, mm. I think my whole argument during the time was like, like, I feel like this is like a hundred percent, not me at this point. And I was like, I do not want to just like sit through another rose ceremony, meet your family, go to fantasy suites just for it not to be me. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just talk about this like right here and now, because like the other day, I mean, I feel like you kind of have like a really good sense. I mean, we were six days out from the engagement part portion. And like, I just like wanted us to be completely real with one another, honestly, at that point. Yeah. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So then, you know, you decide that you're going to leave. You still have after the final rose kind of looming over your head. What is your, if you can remember, what was your headspace like walking out onto that stage when, you know, these terms being used to label that conversation have already, were already thrown out there, right? Like we saw gaslighting a lot. that be a term that she used, that other people used. Did that make you more anxious or did that make you feel like I kind of know what she's about to say to me? Um, no, I... I felt like, cause we watched the, um, our episode prior to going out there, like her and I, in like our own separate setting. Um, mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, you know what, at the end of the day, like she's happy. Like that's what she came here for. Hopefully we can leave off on good terms. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember saying something like, I don't like have any regrets. Like I, and I, looking back on it, I was so stupid that I said that I should have like addressed things like clearer and earlier, but I, I really didn't mean it like that. Like that I didn't have any regrets. I meant like, you know, like no regrets in life. Like, Going no, on the show. Yeah. Right. Like, Following yeah, your heart. Like, not just like overall. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean like that specific argument. And I don't even think they asked me like that specific argument. I think they just like said like, do you have any regrets at all about this like whole experience? Um, and I think like that might've, you know, she, she was hurt you know, at that time, which, you know, whatever she, at the end of the day, like she needed to get out like a lot of her hurt. So I don't, I don't knock her for giving it to me. You know, if anything, it made me, it made me, you know, like realize like a lot more that I had to do on myself and made me like, it made me hurt that I hurt somebody that bad. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's all about all I can have done. You know, I just also feel like, especially when it comes to bachelor nation and this is really how i approach you know the way that i do things on my podcast and on my pages like bachelor nation specifically these aren't people who are you know like a vanderpump rules where you're signing up to be a reality tv star for however many seasons they'll let you go on when it comes to bachelor people are they're like taking a, an adventure you know a one off like let me just do this for fun and and see what happens maybe i'll fall in love and then you have these like i said really high pressure situations cameras in your face which is very unnatural high emotional states for everybody and then you often see people in situations that like 
I've been in a fight with my boyfriend. I've never had a camera in my face for millions of people to like nitpick it apart. So it's like, oh, I I just don't. Bachelor Nation is very critical of the people Mm -hmm. that are on screen. And I just feel like, oh, if some of my fights with my boyfriends were aired on TV, I'm sure you wouldn't see the best side of me. You know, when it comes to like villains and even fan favorites, nobody is as bad as you think they are. And probably nobody is as great as you think they are. So the other point, yeah. How did you handle like the public backlash from that? I think, um, you know, honestly, looking back on it, it was probably like a good thing for me, honestly. Um, because I experienced really like both ends of like the spectrum. Cause I yeah. feel like in the beginning, like I was put on like this pedestal, like the first like couple weeks, um, and then the last couple of weeks, I was like, everyone hates me. Um, so it was honestly like really humbling. It was probably what was best for me, honestly, to just like kind of come back to life in this mm. sense and just be like, you know, this was a crazy experience. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, like we're not athletes. We're not right. we didn't, like create like any wild apps. We're not millionaires, you know, like <laughs> there's some people for sure that become like, like very successful after this show. And like, there's, uh, there's a lot of people that can just like be, have like a lot of success post show, but at the end of the day, we're just like all everyday people. Um, right. And that's like what you have to like, just like consistently remind yourself. I mean, I feel like after the show, that's like a hard thing to do. Um, mm. because like, you kind of feel like you kind of have this like sense, this like false sense of being like, Oh, this is going to like last forever. And reality, like nobody gives a shit. Like they might, give a shit for, like, they might give a shit for like three weeks, but then they like nobody really gives a shit. Like, like we're on, we're like just like hitting on each other for like we're in a six week relationship. Like, right? Let's just like, all like chill out for a second. <laughs> um, there's there is a big discussion though going on right now in general about mental health for reality TV stars in this climate. I mean, have you have you seen anything about what's going on with like Love Is Blind with that whole? Situation. I'm not gonna lie, not really. I feel like I might have passed that on TikTok. Um, <laughs> Let's just keep scrolling. Yeah. Um, Essentially, yeah. they're just you know there are reality stars out there that are saying you know we're put in these situations to make us act a certain way, whether it's running on very little sleep, whether it's inconsistent meal schedules, whether it's any of those things, you know. And and one side of the argument is saying uh, these aren't you know, your civil rights essentially on these shows are kind of take a backseat to drama, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have other people like Nick Bial is, you know, really talking about it, who says, you know, you signed up for this. You have no room to talk. I see both sides, but I want to know from your experience and based on what you dealt with in your mental health, both on the show and off the show, what you think about the conversation that's being had. I think that's interesting. Um, I think that there's a place though, where like we can all meet in the middle Um, because I do, I do believe with like reality TV, I don't know what it is like on these other shows, but like there is, you know, some sort of sleep deprivation um, that's definitely happening. That's like getting you to like act in ways that you don't normally do. You're in a secluded area for how many weeks, you know, not talking to like really anybody. So like if there's, especially like you also feel like, most of your talks like it's it's quite a stressful environment because you're just like in the back of your head you're like i hope i say the right thing because i'm on camera right now yes so so i do think like if their argument is like that they want like a mental health coach or therapist Mm -hmm. on scene like i do think that that's like a good positive to have i mean why not at the end of the day like get people to vent out their issues like off camera um you know, at the end of the day, like we are all signing up for a show, but I do think that there can be a happy medium in that. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. One more question about Katie's season before we move on. And I really, I want to preface this by saying, I mean, no shade to her when I say this whatsoever, but on after the final rose, you know, you got accused of being an actor acting with her. Yeah. Does it make you feel a certain type of way? seeing now the career path that she has gone down after being the bachelorette. 
<laughs> You're funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no shade. It's an honest no. question. No, I mean, um, no, no. At the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't think that like that was like her end goal of being on this show. Um, I, I can only imagine what it was like in her position because I mean, there was like so many people claiming like I was like an actor that like I went to this like prestigious acting school. Yeah. I went to a good acting school. If I'm going to go to an acting school and want to become an actor, I hope that I would go to a good one. I put myself in a position where <laughs> I wanted to learn, where I wanted to learn acting. Right. And I didn't like it. And like they kept on making all these bizarre claims. Like he took it off his LinkedIn. I'm like, I never had it on my LinkedIn. Then they were like, he doesn't like, like he lives at home. And I'm like, I live in New York. And like, there were so many claims. Yeah. And like, I just wish, you know, like prior to it, her and I just like could have had a conversation, but I mean, that wasn't the case and you know, it it is what it is. And like, you know, all kudos to her for like finding something she's happy with doing. Um, She says she's a comedian now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's great for her. I mean, if it's bringing her happiness, good for her. I mean, acting will never be something for me though. Like I don't find happiness in that. Like I don't want to do it. Um, I've been saying that for years. I mean, I never went on an audition in my life. Um, and I think still people to this day believe that like, I'm, I still get DMs like that I'm an actor. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like no, I can assure you. I'm, I'm not. Like, oh, sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> okay, we'll put Katie's season to bed three years ago. Wow, it really does feel like so long ago. But then, you know, we never actually see you on the show again, yet somehow here you are in the middle of yet another dramatic twist on the last season of Bachelor in Paradise. My first question is, obviously you didn't go and there's reasons why, which we'll get into, but were you approached to do Bachelor in Paradise? Um, No, no, I was dating somebody at the time. And I mean, I think that that was like pretty known um, Mm -hmm. to the producers. I mean, I I think that they have like a good sense of like what's going on on TikTok. And like, I'm sure they look up things and like they keep in touch with every, everyone and like hear the gossip also through other cast members. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I I wasn't even approached now. So what is the, timeline then of that relationship for you ending and then you connecting with Victoria because we know you guys were friends before Mm -hmm. then she goes on Bachelor in Paradise you're still in this relationship Uh, so kind of piece that together for us a little bit um I mean with my relationship there was like so much off and on going on I mean she lived in a different country for one and it was like quite hard Mm. um and we ended um, in while Victoria was um, in paradise. Um, and I believe, I mean, this is like a year ago now. I want to say it's like, I want to say like we ended like first week of June or so. Um, and I remember just like sitting around and Victoria was always somebody that like, you know, like I hit it off with like, as just like as friends. Yeah. I was like, she's like, great. Um, and like, I was like hoping, you know, like you're just like hoping for somebody to like come back single. Um, (laughs) and like Andrew like comes back and like, he came like right to my place down the shore in Jersey. And he's like, I hate to break it to you, but like, she's, um, engaged. And I just like, remember, like, I was like, Um, heartbroken. I was like, yeah. So when, what was that first conversation then like with Victoria after she ended the engagement with Johnny? Were you like nervous to text her? Were you still having those feelings or were you just kind of checking in? I didn't text her. No, she reached out to me. Mm. Yeah. She reached out to me. um, And yeah, we ended up meeting up um, and obviously like everything like had to be like behind closed doors and like neither of us like really knew what was going to 
go on. And like, we hung out one time, um, in Nashville and like, it went really well. Um, and then at that point I was just kind of like, we went to like a grocery store and like this woman was like trying to follow us, film us. And I was like, shit. I was like, I remember being like, we cannot do this. anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, there was just like a lot of talking back and forth. I, I think that like, we were both like truly like really interested in one another and it sucks the whole timing of it. And I like, I mean, we obviously like had that talk. I'm like, you know, like maybe it's the best thing to just wait. Um, yeah. But also in the back of my mind, I was like, what if her feelings, you know, vanish all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, what if mine goes away? I was like, I don't want to lose this feeling right now. Like I, right. I love this feeling right now. And then we t- talked like 48 hours later after I was like, let's take a back seat to this. And then we were like, well, let's meet up again. And then we chose Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you guys really think that nobody was going to see you? Yeah, in without, Italy? without a doubt. I mean, I, okay, whatever, <laughs> it's dumb. Um, I get it. But like, I just want, we wanted to have some sense of like normalcy. Like, yeah. I don't, I, and that I has know. to be difficult too, because, you know, like I said earlier, you guys went on a reality dating show mm-hmm. and you still have people like whipping out their cell phone every time you walk past them. That has to be a weird thing to get used to. No. Yeah. It was, it was truly weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that like we're both used to it and it doesn't really like happen that often, obviously anymore, especially like since that's all cooled down. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely like a hectic couple of weeks for sure. Um, How soon in Italy did you realize you guys were busted? Did you like realize on that trip that people were starting to figure it out? Um, first day, it was great. Like nobody at all noticed us. Um, and then she wanted to go see the Coliseum and she brought this wig and it looked ridiculous on me. I think that she has a photo of it on her page. Um, and I was like, I'm not looking, I'm not wearing this. I'm like, if anything is going to like cause like more attention to us. Um, and we pull up like online to like the Coliseum and there was like, just like so many people waiting in line. And then all of a sudden there was like, there's like these like Americans in front of us and we were like, shit. They were like around like mid twenties, early twenties. And we're and like, you're like right, we're see. done. Yeah. And then we like walked up the stairs and they were like walking past us. And then like, we heard them like gasp and we just ran for it. (laughs) Were you scared? Hell yeah. I was scared. Yeah. I was terrified. Her and I were like freaking out that night. Like, cause we, the show hasn't even like aired yet at this point or like, it's like in the midst of them, like walking. So like people are just starting to like, really be like connected to these two and now they're having to like deal with like these rumors on the side it was just like it it sucked and like I fell for her in that moment because like I wasn't receiving much heat at that time but like she was getting it like pretty like hardcore because they were they were watching her and you know like having like this love story yeah it it just it it was a rough situation to be in so you guys come back you're Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, contractually obligated to go to that reunion and be on camera, but you do. So I want to know production called you and said what to get you to go on the reunion. Um, I remember she brought it to my attention first because they called her after Italy. And I remember her calling me and this is after like the Italy trip, like a couple, like a day or two after. And I heard in her voice, I don't know what, like made me know what she was about to ask me. I was like, you have some balls. If like, I know what you're about to ask me. Right now. <laughs> um, like, she was like, so I talked to, and as soon as she said, I talked to, I was like, you're like, me. no. <laughs> um, and then they called me, uh, the producers. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, I was like, this is about them. This has nothing to do with me at the end of the day. Um, Cause like, it, it, it just everything about it just sucked yeah. because like if if they broke up and like she was with like anybody else like I don't think that she really would have gotten like it, it would have been like as much of like possibly like a big deal like uh, if she was like with like anybody else outside of like the bachelor world 
yeah but since it was somebody inside the bachelor world i think that's mm-hmm. why it was like so rough um yeah i mean it was just all a factor of they getting played like on screen while we were together but like i don't know i mean what was the question like how did it happen how did yeah, I? yeah what there? convinced you to do it at the end of the day um it was all for her honestly i i was getting advised and like the background to not do it yeah because you're putting yourself like directly in the line of fire that you've already been through right yeah and i i know this is gonna is this isn't gonna be some cute little thing yeah her and i yeah you know like they at the end of the day like i had to face the facts that like i was becoming a part of the story which sucked um you know i i didn't want anything to do with it there's there's so many people in my life telling me not to um but like i mean i caught wind of what was going on the other end what they were what she was getting accused of what like you know uh i guess a lot of people like around him were commenting on her page and i just i didn't want her to walk into that alone i mean like we did this like together and like i wanted to kind of show like how committed i was to her and that was my way of doing it i don't think that we would have worked if i just like let her take that on by herself i mean she walked in and like people were like booing her Hmm. um and i wasn't really shown on screen but i remember being backstage and being like holy shit this is bad yeah this is really bad right now um and like it was a really tough environment for us to be in but i mean i had to do it for her i didn't take a cent either i just did it well good for you Mm -hmm. Stand by your girl, Greg Griffo. We love to. to see it. I had to. <laughs> I mean, I really do think too, though, you guys complement each other really well. Even mm-hmm. not seeing you guys on TV, I feel like there's just people that you can see. And I know social media isn't like, you know, real yeah. life. Um, but do you think that this is your happily ever after? Yeah. I mean, I've gone into it. Um Exactly thinking. I, I really wouldn't have put myself in that position situation. Right. And after, after the final rose, if like I was like, she's worth it at the end of the day. Um, she was completely worth it in my eyes. I knew what I was gonna get. I, I I think that we both knew deep down, like and the best the best case scenario we were like hoping for was like, I we hope like there's like still like some people out there <laughs> that like, <laughs> are, like good to them. Yeah. Um, but like we knew going into it, we were seeing the comments left and right. We were seeing these bachelor pages post like negative things about it. We knew what people were going to say. Um, so I really wouldn't have put myself in that situation if like that wasn't like my exact thought going into it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, like life is messy. Reality TV is messy. And if at the end of the day, in my opinion, if you can have a successful Bachelor Nation couple, like – I would much rather see you and Victoria married in three years than have to like keep getting invested in these couples that don't work out. You know, I feel like fans are really over that. Um, I remembered my question and I wrote it down while you were talking. (laughs) Okay. What would you say to the people that still don't believe your guys's version of the story? And does it still bother you that really, no matter what you say, sometimes there will be people that choose not to believe you guys? I, I think that we've grown so much throughout this all. I mean, this was definitely, um, such a like learning experience for us. Um, but we both learned about it on our own seasons. Like me with on Katie season, her on Pete season, there's people that will forever call her certain names from her season. There will forever be people that call me a gaslighter no matter what. Um, and like, I can't continue to like make myself like vulnerable to those types of people and like, let that hat, like let that affect my mental health anymore. Um, mm. it, I, I will admit though, it definitely affected us and me and her personally for, I want to say a few weeks or to like a month. Like we were both definitely like really shook up. Um, but I mean like it, it doesn't bother us anymore. We live our lives. We're happy. Yeah. Like, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. I love that. What's next for you guys? What's the plan? Well, we've been looking at places in Nashville. Um, I've been there now for like the last six months. 
Um, planning on spending the summer, hopefully in Jersey. Um, I really want to show her my hometown and spend a great summer here. Um, looking to possibly get another dog. Um, I mean, we're, we're living Living life life, life over here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't want to pry and you can tell me to shut up, but I did have a lot of people ask me if like an engagement is a goal. Can we say, is it a goal? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like her and I talked about it, um, for sure. Um, yeah, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's definitely like, hell, I mean, I'm turning 30, um, this upcoming month, like June 5th. So, I mean, I'm at that point in my life where like, I really, I'm done with like going out. I'm done with like that type of life. I'm enjoying like where my life's at. I like going to bed at 9 PM. I like having somebody in like a stable (laughs) life. Like that's that's, like what I want in my life. And like she knows that as well. And we're just working to a point that that gets us there. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that happens too? Cause I am at the same kind of, you know, place in my life. I'm 30, I'm engaged. I'm getting married next year. Um, but it's like a light switch goes off where it's like you meet the right person and the drama is gone. The mm-hmm. games are gone. And you're like, this is what's meant for my life. Yeah. Is that how you feel with Victoria? Yeah, that's how it's been for me. Um, it's definitely been like a light switch. I mean, last year during this time, I was, gosh, where was I with the guys? I think like we were out in LA, just, <laughs> I was back to sleeping on like a couch or something. And like, I can't do that anymore. I just, yeah. <laughs> like, I've got a taste of like the good life being in like a relationship and like, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, we love that. See mm-hmm. your whole journey has led you to this moment. Yeah. And if Greg Grippo gets the bachelor happily ever after, I mean, who would have thunk it with Victoria yeah, either, yeah, but like- I'm here for it. Yeah, Meryl Streep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, thank you so much. I had so much fun. I hope you did too. No, I did. Pleasure being on here. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. What a wonderful chat with Greg. I hope you learned something today. I hope you lived. I hope you laughed. I hope you loved. And I hope you dance. I don't know. I don't know. Just spitballing out here. Don't forget. Tomorrow is the day. Bonus podcast, all things Vanderpump Rules finale. Ariana on Watch What Happens Live. If Lala's going on Instagram Live, if Sheena's going on Instagram Live, if they're doing podcast episodes, I probably won't have time to listen to it. But we're going to get in there. And I want you people to show out for me and for our obsession with Vanderpump Rules because it's coming to an end. And I don't really, I want it to, but I don't want it to. All right, leave a review. If you're feeling nice, if you're feeling like you want to leave your girl some love, a little love you like a sis, a little five-star review does wonders for the pod. And you know I do. I love you like a sis. See you tomorrow. A Huda Media Production.